Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Whoa, Illini, national champions 2020, probably after that incredible upset against the Badgers. I'm so excited to talk about it. Oh, God, this is just one of the greatest things. Lovey's job has to be saved. Things are amazing. I mean, the Gophers also, you're welcome, Gophers. You're taking over the Big Ten, Wesley, because of our Illini. Things, oh, God, what a world we live uh, in. All right. As much as I'd love for this to turn into a Big Ten our podcast we we gotta we gotta shuffle we gotta shovel some shit first with oh, it no. uh, i don't know if you recall I, we're a fucking bears podcast and a okay. very dark week i think we're oh. gonna have to hold off on our alina and gopher boners for a wee bit can we talk about it later yes we're All gonna right. need to talk about it later i don't know if i'm ready to talk about the bears but we probably need to right let's yeah let's do it all right, zero doinks. Zero doinks. Uh-oh, crisis in Chicago. The season is on the brink after the Bears wet themselves when the Saints came to town this past Sunday. There is trouble, and we are here to talk about it on episode 13 of Zero Doinks. Come on into our trust tree. It's warm, but it's going to be real because we're giving it to you straight. The Chargers come to town this Sunday, and we'll talk about it. Big Ten Minute is going to be joyous for once, at least from Bill's perspective. The return of See Me After Class and Bears Fantasy Corner. Come on in. It's going to be possibly the most important show ever in the history of podcasts. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Welcome officially to episode 13 of Zero Doinks. Ah, I, I don't even know where to begin. I'm just going to kick it to Dan Doink, who I know has been chopping at the bit to talk about his experience in the stadium, his experience in general as a Bears fan suffering through these horrible last few days starting on Sunday at about 325. Dan, what's up, buddy? Do you need a hug? What's going on? Oh, I need more than a fucking hug. I am still very, very upset. We're 48 plus hours away. And even when I was texting you, you're like, I was, I was ripping off some pretty mean texts and you're like, why don't we give it 24 hours? Just cool your jets. And I felt worse. Um, I have, I have multiple things I want to talk about. Uh, and I've jotted quite a few of them down. But I'm going to start with the obvious one. I think it's obvious. It's been all the talk on sports radio. 
can we well i don't know if i need to speak for both of us can we just finally admit that mitch sucks i mean we'd all be foolish to uh say anything else today today's tuesday when we're recording this so it's yeah how how could we say anything else right i mean i've we you know we defended him on his rankings which seem the tier rankings which seems fucking hilarious now you know we laughed at those we were fooled but is he a bottom five quarterback right now i think he is Right now, yeah, after six weeks in the in the 2019 season, there is no statistical backing to suggest otherwise, right? There's not. None. I don't understand how he's gotten worse. What what the fuck were we doing all summer? I mean, let alone these last two weeks, we were just jerking off and everyone's, you know, getting some time off. I get that, but it seems like they literally did nothing. Nothing to change things off of the Raiders game. And I give the Saints, Saints are awesome. Like, let's let's start there. The Saints are good, but there's no fucking excuse for the way we showed up on Sunday. I mean, Mitch seems so fucking unsure of himself now. I mean, he seems like a like a high school kid. I I don't even know. I mean, he seems like a, a quarterback that came out of Illinois State. I don't. You Ooh. thought I was going to say Illinois. Ooh, I nope. did. <laughs> I was. I was about to get real defensive. But you know the talk this week about. I don't know if you caught any of this with Nagy. I think this was right after the game. Is like, oh, we had a great week of practice. I don't know oh. what happened. It seemed really Shut good. Up. What Shut the, up. What are you doing in practice? What What are you looking at? I mean, the th- you know when he missed Gabriel on that. That what I don't was that the third quarter? No, I was early on. He missed early Gabriel wide half. open. Yep. And, and the talk was Mitch. He's like, I hit that every time in practice. Who gives a flying fuck yeah. if you hit Congratulations. it? Congratulations. That doesn't right, mean exactly. shit. Who is the uh, Jonathan Quinn? Wasn't he the greatest practice player of all time? Ooh. I mean, I'd rather have that fucking dope right now. Terry Shea calling plays. Uh, you know. I, and I think there was evident in, you know, and how unsure Mitch is when he ran that RPO was second down and he took that horrible sack. He had, I think it was Gabriel. It was wide open to the left. He read, he read the DN coming at him. All he had to do was turn and throw. Instead, he spun to like spun around to his right and just took a fucking terrible sack. Like that just like then that moment. And I didn't see it, you know, as I was sitting there, it was when I watched it back. It's like, Jesus Christ, man, this guy's fucking clueless. And Nagy's not doing him any fucking favors, but I, I, I'm ready to say he sucks. Like, I'm, I'm done with Mitch, but, I'll, you know, we're stuck with him this year. Anyone who's, anyone who's saying we need to trade for a quarterback this year, just fucking oh. stop it. That's not yeah. happening. No. It's, what, I mean, you know, it, it, some, of the, some of the thoughts on Twitter, and not just Twitter, but professional writers this week were hilarious where you know trade for nick Foles. yeah i want to trade for a guy with a broken collarbone who's going to cost us 20 million dollars next year that's stupid trade for for uh, for uh, cam newton who's basically dead right i mean the options suck well and and we're a team on the verge of falling off a fucking cliff here we don't have draft picks what are we trading Right. Like, like, what could we possibly give to Carolina more second round picks? Are we just going to pick in the fourth round next year when we might go like 
six and 10 at this current pace or whatever the fuck it's going to be. Everyone just stop with that talk. Like we're stuck with Mitch and, and it might, the only positive out of this is now we know he sucks. Now there's going to be no question. Like we're going to accidentally give him a huge contract and we're stuck with him even longer, but he, he's terrible. I mean, Chase Daniels, not any better, but Mitch sucks. He's just, I think he's just too dumb. He's too dumb to play the position. And his, <laughs> his, 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 he's, he's not running. I, I don't know what, I don't know what to make of him. He doesn't know where to look. He just stares down Robinson, which thank God we have him. Could you imagine if, if, if he goes down? No, we're no. Fucked. And, yeah. And Robinson, unfortunately didn't do him any favors in the, in the second quarter when he couldn't get his second foot in, I'm like, what it would have been a 30 yard gain too, which yep. sucks. I, and I'm not mad at Robinson in general, but it's like, God damn it. Even when, when Mitch does something well, it's still, it's still not going to work. And it's just, it's been rough. Uh, what I, so I know you were in the stadium. Yeah. Um, I was not, I actually had to catch up on the game because I was out of the country and I landed at halftime and did the best I could to catch up as quickly as possible. But when I, when I was, um, listening in to Troy Aikman and Tom Brenneman. Oh my God. Um, They were taught. They were basically suggesting, okay, it should be, it should be chase Daniel time. And I'm thinking, what the fuck would the point of that be? Honestly, I, I, you know, it's like there's 10 games left at this point. We know exactly what Chase is, uh, as you're suggesting very strongly. We probably know exactly what Mitch is too, unfortunately. Yeah. Right, right. But so, there's really no yeah. point to Chase Daniel. We know no, what that is. No, no. All right. So that you know, this moves into my second of. I think I have six very strong opinions about what's happening, what went wrong. I'm ready, Matt Nagy. Well, like Mitch said after the game that. They don't have an identity on offense that that falls on Nagy. Like what, what the fuck is that about? I mean, you know, we, we just talked at great length about how much Mitch sucks and that's pretty universal across the board that that's the feeling, you know, what you shouldn't have a shitty quarterback do throw 54 fucking times in a game running, running the ball seven times is so fucking wrong. And, and, for all you media people and anyone who's making the joke of, oh, on Walter Payton bobblehead day of all days, seven rushes, stop it. It's not funny anymore. The first person who said it, you got to chuckle. It's dead. I feel like I keep seeing that on Twitter. Fucking stop it. No, it, <laughs> I love that's That's a hot take. Was that your third take? The Walter Payton bobblehead? No, take? no, okay. I'm, I'm still on number I don't two interrupt. with Nagy. I'm no, still on number about- two with Nagy. Let's talk about Nagy because as as pissed as you are about Mitch and I am too, I am equally as pissed about Nagy. Yep. Fucking hot garbage this whole year. And and really the second half of last year, if we're, if we're being completely honest about it, I mean, what the fuck? He is the guy, as far as we know, that is calling every play. He keeps saying after every game, oh, I know we need to run the ball more. I know we need to run the ball more. Right. You're, you call the plays. Do it. Seven rushing attempts in a game where Mitch is clearly struggling. It, what the fuck? And I know, like, you know, two of the rushing attempts, of course, are fumbled. Right. So you know that Nagy, when that happens, Nagy's like, oh, fuck it. You know, I'm just going to just going to well, whip the ball over the field. Well, I mean, God damn it. I'm, I'm, I am, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I am, I'm, I'm more heated because Nagy, if, if Mitch sucks, 
you know, Mitch is a dummy, whatever you want to say. Like, I, I can only get so mad at somebody who can't help himself. I get right. equally, I, I get more mad at Nagy who should know better. He should be the leader of this fucking team. Yes. Yeah, right. I, I do like him. I think he's a great, like, I do think he's a great leader. I just think he may be a really, really shitty play caller. Yes. Yes. So two things about what Nagy said after the game and in his press conference on Monday, yesterday, the first one he said, I think after the game is Tariq Cohen is good running between the tackles. No, 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 no. no he's not. He's, he's not. just flat out lying. I think he's, he's so caught. I think he's struggling to like, I think he's pissed. Obviously he's pissed and he can't, I just tell us the truth. Just say it's broken and we need to fix it instead of just giving us bullshit. The second thing is he he made a comment that we're just not getting positive yards in the run game. And I think it was Hub Arkish that called him out during the press conference, and I heard it back today. What did he say? So I didn't hear it. it. It was basically like he was calling him out on the play calling and why he didn't stick with it, like why he went away from it. And eventually Hub just said, like, I'm not, I'm not going to question you on your play calling, and they just sort of laughed it off. So here's the sequence right here. So talking about how they're not getting any positive yards in the run game. And this is documented, so I know other people have said this as well. So Tariq Cohen had a nine-yard run in the second quarter. That was our longest run of the day. That was, fu- that was our longest run on first down. We, we had 13 passes in a row after that. 13 fucking passes in a row. So that we come into this third quarter. First time we run the ball is Montgomery's fumble. First possession in the second half. I know the Saints had a few long drives in there. Our next run came with 2.30 left in the third quarter. You know who ran the ball? Cordell Patterson. What the what in, what in the fuck, man? Like, no. we traded up for Montgomery. Like, are you giving up on him? Like, at least it makes no sense. No. And, and he, he knows it. I, I Do we... I've seen this as well. Do we need to have someone else call the plays? I mean, the problem with Nagy doing that from, I would imagine from his perspective is he loses all credibility, right? I mean, he's here. He was supposed to be the quarterback whisperer. Obviously that's not going well. He's supposed to be this offensive genius. He's the defender coach of the year in the NFL and all that shit. So if he gives that up, then he's truly a CEO type, you know, unfortunately, so I don't know. I mean, at this, like from a bear, from a Bears fan perspective, yes, of course, let's try anything. I understand right. why he wouldn't want to give that up, and he would feel that he's, you know, taking one step closer to an unemployment line, no matter how right. great last right. year was. So, so is fan perspective, yes, let's try anything. Let's have Harry Heastead call some plays <laughs> when he's not looking at smut films. But, um, but, but I don't know. You know what? I, this is gonna. This may not mean a ton to you. It's gonna mean something to Illinois fans. He's starting, he being Matt Nagy is starting to remind me of John Gross, former Illinois (laughs) head basketball coach in that. And here's what, here's the, here's the correlation I'm drawing. Great first year, total, total contrast to the previous guy who was a curmudgeon, right? Had success. You know, you think, oh my God, this guy's, he's a motivator. He's positive, this, that, and the other completely exposed his second year as just kind of a mouthpiece is just a yeah. rah-rah sort of guy. And it never got better with gross. I am praying to God that Nagy can figure it out. But unfortunately, as much evidence as we're saying points toward Mitch, 
obviously not being our guy in the future. Nagy, the evidence is starting to mount that what exactly is it that you're going to do here to get us out of this fucking hole? Yeah, and I thought he was supposed to be this offensive genius, creative, you know, creative mind coming up with new plays to get people open in space. That's not happening. So this kind of moves into my, the next points three and four pain points here kind of run together. What, why don't we have, why don't we have more blockers? Like, why don't we have, we don't have a fullback. You know who has good fullbacks? Every competitive team in the league. Like, it blows my mind that we don't have another an extra blocker in there when clearly Mitch is overwhelmed and we can't get the running game uh, going at all. The Saints, the entire game on Sunday, had an extra lineman in. Uh, not the entire game. I bet they had an extra, they had an eligible lineman in for... Uh, I'd say at least 80% of their offensive plays. And he was in there purely to block Mac. Like that was their game plan, but he was creative. He was pulling that guy off the line a little bit. He was overloading one side. Like that's what smart coaches do. Like Peyton, they figure out, yeah, you know, Kamara was out. uh, And and why can't we do that? Uh, Like, why can't we get more bodies in there? And, And this goes to my other point. The tight ends are fucking worthless. That's the answer is, to me. Cut is Shaheen. that point number three? Is that is that point? That's actually three? four. Okay, but these what run three? together. Three was the the. Oh yeah, need, yeah, yeah. We need more. We need more big boys in there to block. There you go. Sorry about that. So so why can't we like clearly we're not using the tight ends in the passing game. I know they were thrown to a little bit, but they're fucking worthless. They are absolutely worthless. I would love it if they just cut Shaheen right now and brought in somebody who will actually fucking block. Like I, I would be upset only because of the jokes, but outside of that, yeah, you know, yeah, it, it, what it, there's, he's there's no point to Adam Shaheen and he's, he, he let me down with bears fantasy corner too. Yes. Yeah. Well, he got you a two point conversion, which he was real fucking proud of himself on social media. Not, it just proves what a dipshit he is. Not fucking now, Adam, goddamn Shaheen. He's posting pictures like, Three pictures of his fucking two-point conversion catching in garbage time. Fuck you, man. Like, you suck. You've been a total bust. Like, that's that's on Ryan Pace for stretching to pick up him, and I know he gets shit on because George Kittle got taken away after him. That one's a fair one. Like, I don't know what Pace saw in him. I bought into it because supposedly super athletic tight ends he's not athletic at all he's slow as shit he almost lost both of his legs on that first catch i don't know if you saw that he got like flipped over like he has no awareness he can't block burton is dropping balls why why are these uh, burton has to stay on the team we need him but we need uh we need people in there to block because if we need to get our running game going and, and and maybe that will help Mitch limit his options. Like maybe he's too far in his head. If he goes, well, I got to throw it to Robinson or I got to run it myself. Maybe that'll help his dumb ass out. Yeah. Do anything to win some anything. fucking games at this point. I mean, you're still three and three. Let's obviously things like you said is, is certainly closer to pointing toward a six and 10 season than a 10 and six season, but Holy right. shit. Like just don't, don't blow it all up now uh, in terms of like 
the season sucks because you don't have a, a right. first round fucking draft pick. Do anything you can the same way that the Ravens do for Lamar Jackson, the same right. way that the Saints have done for Teddy Bridgewater. It's like know your personnel, Matt Nagy, and the rest of the nine thousand offensive assistants that you have on this <laughs> yeah. team, right? And yeah. and work to your players' strengths. I still can't believe we had we had seven rushes. I can't get over that. And also, just in general. What the fuck is this offense? If this is 202 versus last year's 101, if what we have to it? see 303, I am going to absolutely drown myself in hams and you're going to flip <laughs> me into Lake Michigan because I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I'm out of here. Out of here. Well, I think it was pretty evident like how far Nagy is as like a good coach with, you know, Peyton had all those guys out on Sunday. He brings off, you know, I think off the street, some random fullback. He was like number 35. That, that was and, a former uh, Detroit Lions, Zach Jenner or something like yeah, that. Whatever yeah. it is, right? Whatever the so fuck it is. So this, this just like just jumped out to me. The, the I think it was a third down play when they, I think Bridgewater handed it off to him and he ran the option with Taysom Hill. It was an awesome creative it was. play. It and, was. And Peyton did that with a dude just off the street. I think the other tight end, they brought another tight end off the street. They were involved. Like that just proves like how good of a coach he is and how far we are from that. Cause it's we, sad. We, it's, it's depressing. It's sad. Like if you're, so the, depressing. If, you're, if you're an offensive guru, you should actually have creative offensive plays. And we just don't, we, we don't do any of that. The, the As creative as we get is, Tariq Cohen running out to the flat and hopefully he'll someone will miss a tackle which never happens hasn't happened this year no and it's it's fucking unbelievable and you know we brought in Mike Davis he didn't even he didn't even come into the game like no why well give it a shot man and like give I don't he's given up on it I I don't know what needs to happen I don't know if pace or if pace needs to tell him he needs to like who's holding him accountable naggy i i don't know but it's if you read the athletics mike lombardi he would want ted phillips to get involved soon so which 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 i mean i'm thinking to myself is there an accounting problem is there are there beans that need to be counted i mean (laughs) shut up mike lombardi just shut your fucking face you failed gm don't be giving advice to the bears I mean, that's clearly just a buddy of his, right? Ted Phillips. I mean, that has, I don't, I don't know. know. I didn't read it's it. It's just but... so stupid. It's yeah. so, it's, well, that just summed it up for you. He was the one who wanted them to trade for Nick oh. Folds, too. And oh, Dan okay. Durkin, Dan Durkin, you want the Bears to trade for Alex Smith? I think he died three years ago. What the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck, man? Come on. Anyway, I'm getting way off topic here. I yeah, want to hear no, your next, with you. the next thing on your list. What's next? All right. Uh, all right. The defense, the defense flat out stinks right now. It they does. Stink. Thank you. Thank I, I you mean, for not letting I, I, him off the hook. Let's it, go. Go. The defense, the defense fucking stinks. And it's not all their fault. I mean, it. you can feel it in the stadium. It's so deflating. Have to play half the fucking game because your offense keeps going three and out. So it's not all on them, but team they got nothing up the middle teams can run all over them up the middle and that's definitely reflective of of hicks being being out but i mean you and i were texting about roquan today and he might have some issues some mental issues so i'm not making light of that but on the field he fucking stinks right now and i saw a lot of clips today of him just looking lost like the ball being snapped 
and him standing still, just not knowing where to go. And then he's getting pushed around. So that's a problem. Where Where is Leonard Floyd? I mean, is he, I mean, Mac was getting dealt. I mean, like I said, they were bringing in an extra lineman to take care of Mac. And, you know, he's Floyd. That's when Floyd needs to shine. And, and, and I don't know if Pagano's not giving him an opportunity. It felt like we were just rushing three a lot. I, I, it all seemed weird, but our defense stinks. They're, they're yeah. bad. We're missing it's tackles still. Yep. It's, it's yep. bad. They've been completely bullied since most of that game against the Raiders, right? And, and right. it did not get much better against the Saints. The first half was decent. And then it's like, okay, it's 12-10 at halftime. Somehow you're within two. It's a fucking miracle. The Saints get the ball to start the second half. Your defense is rested, so that's not an right. excuse. And they just they light your ass up and yep. go up nine. And there's no there's no chance at that point. So no I, I nobody should be making excuses for the Bears defense the last nope. two games. They're they're absolutely letting us down. Also, yeah, and I don't know. I don't know what else to say about the defense. I mean, I, it's hard to be mad at them because I, I feel like. I feel like they have to be so fucking pissed with this offense. Like there has to be some real animosity there. And I, you know, I'd always like to know what Nagy's real thoughts are about Mitch and the offense. And I'd love to hear what the defense has to say. I think this was two weeks in a row. Khalil Mack has refused to talk to the media after games as well, which is kind of a bullshit move, but yeah, I'm afraid he may also be like, yeah, our quarterback sucks. Like, that's not helping us out at all, but that's right. Well, and, and did you see all the stuff on Twitter the last two days too, about, Ooh, we need to call a team meeting and all that stuff. Oh, that, that, yeah. that sounds like, that sounds like the Cubs, no offense. I know yeah. you're a big Cubs fan, but that's what it sounds like. Like it's just pure desperation. I mean, what? Well, well here's my know. thing. Here's my thing about that. Eddie Jackson, I heard say it on the score on Monday. And yeah. then I saw Prince said it today. Yes. Just do it. Why Hasn't are you talking it about it? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Just What's do the, it. What are you, you know waiting the, for? You know when that meeting should have happened? Sunday fucking night. Yes. That's when it should have happened. Yes. So I don't know. It. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Eddie Jackson once again was complaining about the booing. Like he, oh, he wasn't as hard. Up. He wasn't as hardcore about it. But he was like, you know, he kind of was like, I understand the frustration, but like we're all in this together fuck off man like we expect better like it and it's not directed at you dude it's directed at the fucking coaches and fucking mitch trubisky and it's it's we expect better i mean i spent a i spent a lot of money to be there just slamming beers and and trying to (laughs) i want to see a fucking win i'm i'm owing two this year you are owing two i know that's no good it's fucking it's a it's a long slog home after a fucking loss like that it's ugh, it's just gross so eddie jackson see me after class <laughs> what is your uh what all right what is your got, your last point on the, I on got the list one more this okay. one's really this one's pretty stupid but uh i our punt team sucks right oh my after god the, two block one legit black punt and then one punt. deflected punt what the fuck Oh yeah, and then right before halftime, we gave up a touchdown off of right. punt. It got called right. back. Right, exactly. I mean, that's a problem, and that's really going to be an issue at some point this year, even if we improve everywhere else. Uh, but uh, whatever. I mean, I think Pat O'Donnell's actually p- doing well. That was a smart play by him to 
yeah. batting it out. I mean, I think most uh, punters would have said, fuck it, not my problem, but he actually hustled back and made a smart play. Made a by, smart play. The uh, the best part of that play watching on TV, so to speak, was um, so to speak. There's no so to speak. That is a tick of mine that I need to get rid of. Um, <laughs> uh, the best part was when he did that. For some reason, Mike Pereira was talking about that play, which is weird. It's like, what? Go yeah. sip on your go sip on your Cabernet Sauvignon until until there's a fucking challenge flag, you weirdo. Um, that guy, he's got to be a swinger, right? But anyway, he he said he said, oh, that was that was an it was a great play by Mitch Trubisky knocking oh. that ball out of the end zone. What? Why Mitch, which by the way, maybe Mitch should be punting right now, just as punishment. <laughs> but I mean, Mike Pereira, where is your head? Where are you are at? You sure, are you sure Dick Stockton didn't slide in there? That's something like, sounds like something he would do. He would. And then he'd just start talking about <laughs> all the weird mannequins at the uh, Cleveland music hall of fame, rock and roll hall of fame. Oh, there's Elvis Presley. I hope he comes into the stadium 30 years after his death. I mean, shut up, Dick Stockton. Shut up, Mike Parara. Oh God, that was that was that was weird. I didn't, all right. Um all right. I got a, I do have a few positives from uh Let's from the it. game but from Let's my uh my experience. The first one on the Bears, uh we might be good at onside kicks. Finally, that's one thing Robbie Gold couldn't do. <laughs> but I don't think there were any. I think did we complete the first one of the year in the NFL? Yes. I think we did. Yes. And then we that second one we should have gotten as well. But I yep. think is it Broniker? Something was one of the. I think it was Broniker. One of the Cut tight ends. Cut his ass. The, no, I, I'm pro Broniker now. Can the, I think that guy can block? Probably get his ass in there. Broadly, Brad, Broadly, Bradley huh? Sowell. Get him in there to. Uh, we're not talking about tight ends anymore. No, no more. I mean, we've 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 been talking about them all fucking year, and I I feel I don't want to feel vindicated, but I feel vindicated by saying how shitty they are at that position. Um, all right, positives. We're talking about positives. Yeah. <laughs> there was uh there were two Saints fans sitting in front of me, and they were probably in their early fifties. That they were drunk. Well, the woman, it was a, like a couple. The woman was drunk and she was horrible at clapping like in rhythm and it was driving me crazy. So on the the punt uh, return for a touchdown, I got called back. She fell two rows into, into the, <laughs> she was clapping at like a weird pace that was driving me crazy. And I felt like in my mind, I wanted her to to push her a few rows in front of her and it happened and I could not have been more excited Bezel like all but stood up and cheered when she Whoa. fell over and she was they weren't too obnoxious they were just weird and that pissed me off and I immediately thought of you mentioning last week about the umbrellas like I feel like they would have brought the umbrellas out at some point they had that look and it didn't happen but that you know I, sounds like to me that it sounds like and you said you were not a big one of these but it sounds like voodoo dan it sounds like you yeah. put some voodoo hex oh, on him i didn't think about that it it could have been voodoo and she fucking deserved it and it we're we're all we're all we're all good now everybody's uh, safe uh okay the uh beggar's pizza continues to improve that was nice. pretty good had a slice didn't find the barrel. I'm I'm now starting to think that I was so drunk that the barrel didn't actually exist. Um, 
we had Bears fans were hilarious uh, as usual. There was a guy somewhere behind me. I never spotted him, but during the each offensive drive in the first half, like at least on first down, every time the Bears were on offense and Mitch would snap the ball, he would just shout, Mitch. That's it. Just Mitch. Like, look at me, Mitch. Throw it to kind me. Kind of weird, kind of weird was, but I like it. it. Was, oh, it was killing me. Like, it was it was like some humor that I needed. Just him shouting Mitch. Like, like Mitch was going to look up and call a timeout to wave to his buddy, but it was it was killing me. Uh, all right, one more thing. There was a ultimate frisbee uh game at halftime between two professional teams it was the chicago wildfire and the indianapolis alley cats i proceeded to make fun of it for the first three minutes because it's just a bunch of nerds out there throwing frisbees but the best part is the soldier field maintenance staff i don't know what to call them the field maintenance people there were eight guys just roaming the field, like with buckets, putting sand on in holes. Whoops. And, <laughs> and right in the middle of it, there's these, this Frisbee games going on. That's what they call it. I'm sure a Frisbee game. Eh, and, close enough. and these, these Frisbees are like buzzing off the tops of these dudes heads. But after about three minutes, I was into it. Like the Chicago wildfire are awesome. It was like finally some offense that we weren't seeing in the actual game. It was a highlight for me for the, for the night. I, I walking back to the car, I was like, that Frisbee game was pretty sweet. Like it was, that's, it was way redeeming. better than I expected. But you know, if this Bears season continues on this trend, I may just flip full time Chicago Wildfire fan. And I don't know. That's all I got for this bullshit. I don't know, Bill. I'm I'm worried. Okay, I have two questions for you to close out this segment. Yes. One, did the wildfire cover the spread against the Indianapolis bungholes or whatever you said? Uh, yes, they did. They were uh, minus one and a half, and I believe they won five to two. That's that's great news. Hopefully you, you absolutely put a ton of cash on them. Uh, number two, more importantly, are you quitting our bears? Are you quitting our bears? uh define quitting what are you giving up on this year dan uh no i mean it it's it's a weird feeling right like it feels like it kind of feels like the season's over but we're three and three but we're all the worst team in the division right now actually the lions technically probably have a worse record but just on paper i think we're the worst team in the division right now so we had such high expectations. It, it, I, I'd be shocked if we made the playoffs. I'll just say that, and that feels weird to say six games in and we're three and three. So giving up, no, because uh, it's way too early for that. I, I don't know that I ever give up before Halloween, but if we can, <laughs> if we continue on this trend. I don't know, man. This is and there. They're, we're fucked. I mean, we we don't have a first round draft. I I just can't believe we're even talking about this. Like, we're we're in, we're in some serious shit right now with with how the team's constructed. I saw we have a ton of cap space, which is good, but I don't know. How about you, man? No, um, 
you know, our, our, our loyal zero doinks listeners would possibly identify me as, as optimistic and, and at times overly optimistic, but even Bill Doink is not feeling so hot, of course. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm certainly not completely off the wagon. I can feel my body weight shifting, but, um, no, it, it, I, we're three and three. I'm hoping against hope that somehow we can be five and three halfway through the year. You know, and we'll talk about the Chargers next. And then yeah. I think we're at the Eagles after that, that look like hot garbage. Um, it doesn't mean that we'd be any good if we beat the Chargers or and right. or beat the Eagles, of course. I think that's the reality that we all have to face. And yes, it is completely disappointing that we're having this conversation a month and a half into the season. So that's depressing. But no, I can't quit this fucking team. You know what? You want to know why? Partially because I'm a fucking White Sox fan. I haven't had anything to <laughs> cheer for for a long time. We all know that I'm an Illinois football fan also. That hasn't been great with the exception of this weekend. Can't wait to talk again in more depth about that. So, you know, I got to have the Bears. I don't care if I, you know, am putting my head up my own ass sometimes. But <laughs> a three and three Bears team sounds a lot better than, you know, a following a White Sox team in June that's already eliminated almost mathematically. So that's where I'm at. I'm not an idiot. As, as Matt Nagy said, I, I know that I know we need to run the ball. I'm not an idiot. So I'm not an idiot. My my eyes aren't lying. I'm not trying to lie. I'm not trying to be dishonest with the listeners at all. I'd love nothing better for Mitch to prove us all wrong. All evidence says no fucking chance that's happening. So again, not an idiot, not in denial. I just want to see a fucking miracle, baby. <laughs> that uh, was weird. That he, was weird. I loved it. I loved it. No, I, I appreciate your optimism. That's as long as I've known you, you've balanced me out a little bit in that regard. Cause I maybe tend to be the other way. Uh, a little bit more on the negative side, especially the, ter- you know, but look, I'm a meathead bears fan. Like everyone else, they rip off a good win this Sunday. I could talk myself <laughs> into anything. So I know that about myself. I'm, I'm a drink the Kool-Aid guy, but I don't know. I don't know what I they know. have to do to get, to get okay. it, to get me all, right. all the way back. Let me paint you this picture then. Cause I was thinking this when you were, <laughs> by the way, if I know, I know Dan Doyke enough to, I would have nailed four out of those six things on Dan's list. It's yep. it's too bad we didn't have that. We didn't play that game, but that's okay. <laughs> so, here, let me paint you this picture, Dan. Let's bring let's bring this back. Right. Bears Chargers. Mitch throws for four hundred and fifty yards, five touchdowns. Looks healthy. Bears light it up. They're four and three the rest of the division loses this weekend. We make up a game on everybody. What are you saying in episode 14 of zero doinks? Let's just put it on the record right now. I'm going to say, well, how many millions of dollars can we sign Mitch to? <laughs> That's we, the best Can we give part. him 40, 40 million right. a year? Right. How uh, much is guaranteed? <laughs> No, I I'm gonna tell you right now. If you everything you laid out, I I'm still not buying it. I'm still not buying it. It's that's fair. No, he's that's burned, not happening. He, yeah, he's he's, he's he's burned us. We understand. He, he literally has to be perfect from here on out and take us to the playoffs and win in the playoffs for me to come full circle. He's okay. I'm I I've defended him for a while and I'm sick. I'm sick of defending him and the Mahomes and. 
Watson shit. Like, I'm just not going to do it anymore. He sucks, but we got to live with him. We're stuck with him this year, and it yeah, is what it is. Yeah, what the hell are we going to do? And if Nagy's worth a shit at all, he'd figure it out how to work around yeah. him. So Yes. Well, you know what? Mitch Trubisky, now you have your marching orders from Dan Doinks to get back into his heart and be defended <laughs> by this podcast, Zero Doinks, which has dangerously turned against you. So that concludes Bears Saints review. Up next, Bears Chargers preview, where we dive deep into the roster and coaching staff. I can't wait to turn the page and move on to week Seven for the Bears, eight overall in the NFL. Dan, thank you for bringing the noise. I hope you feel at least a little bit better. Nope. Zero dykes. Hi, this is Iowa Tim, and I love sports gambling, Iowa tight ends, and running shorts but I love zero doinks more. Welcome back. Episode 13, zero doinks. Follow us at zero doinks on Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts as well. We've got 11 red hot ratings, I believe it is. Also, thank you to all of our listeners in 41 states. We're nine states short. If you know anybody in Alaska or or uh, Hawaii or North Dakota, let them know. Tell them Zero Doinks is red hot. We're also in 10 different countries, including the U.S. Thank you so much. Dan, preview of Bears Chargers this week. I'm sure you did some homework. Let's go. Everybody wants to know all about the matchup. Boom. Let's do some bolts. Talk, talking some bolts. I think that's how their song goes, right? Talking bolts. I think so. I like referring to the Chargers as the bolts. I think they do that, right? That's a thing. They might. Okay. All right. Let's do the head to head. Uh, Bears lead the all-time series seven to five. Bears are on a two-game winning streak. I feel like we've been on some losing streaks with some of these non-divisional opponents lately. <laughs> um, so the last game was at San Diego, November 9th, 2015. Bears win 22-19. It was a Monday night game. Zach Miller still at his legs at this point. Uh, great hair, I'm sure, uh, on this Monday evening. He caught a t- uh, touchdown with 319 in the game uh, f- to get the first lead of the game for the Bears. So um, what do you think about that? Any comments on Zach Miller before I continue? Uh, he, his barber looks like he needs a haircut, so that's confusing. Yeah, very, very confusing. <laughs> If you have a barber, you want him to have a good head of hair, right? Yeah, you want him fully shaved, just like Vic Fangio's face. Oh, you hate your quota of Fangio comments. Um, Jeremy Langford was playing for an injured Matt Forte, ran in for a two-point conversion at the end there. Uh, I forgot about him. Michigan State, right? That was your guy, wasn't it? I liked him, but that was short-lived. He was in the league. 
three years at the most. He signed with the Ravens briefly and see ya. Uh, oh, I was just going to ask. I don't, I don't have any recollection of where he went after Bears, but yeah, who cares? Um, Cutler had an interception return for a touchdown and a fumble. So Shocking. that seems about right for him. He did break the franchise record for all-time touchdowns in this game which is still pathetic that he holds like all of the passing records um our old friend alshon jeffrey at 151 yards and this was a fifth straight loss for the the bolts i don't know it was a pretty boring game i didn't enjoy doing the recap of that i don't remember it to be honest i don't either i'm kind of glad and it was just in 2015 it wasn't that long ago Okay, uh, last home game against the Chargers, November 20th, 2011, was a Bears win, 31-30. I was in the house. You remember yeah. it, right? I Cutler remember bro- this one. Yep. Cutler broke his thumb, right? No. Yep. Yeah, I think he threw a pick, right? And then he was pick chasing, six. trying to make the tackle. Yeah. Yep, pick six, tried to make the tackle, got blocked, and he stayed in the game. That's why it was confusing. Like, I remember leaving the game going home and then hearing it i think maybe even the next morning i was like wait what 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 like i had no clue of what happened um but yeah so he um yeah bears were seven and three at that point and then they went on to lose five straight games so that was a bummer that was that that did suck it that's we felt it felt like we were on a roll yeah, they were playing well up to the yeah. to failed tackle attempt. Quarterbacks, yeah. please don't do that. Throw your pick and get the hell out of the way. <laughs> uh, Johnny Knox and Earl Bennett led the team in receiving yards. Ooh, so, story time with Earl. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. He's engaged with Zero Doinks on Twitter recently about Mike, yeah, about Mike Martz being an asshole. Yeah, mm. thanks. Thanks, Earl. And Thank then you. I think we scared him off by making a chipotle diarrhea joke so he'll be back he'll yeah, he'll, he'll, be back. Uh, he'll be back he'll be listening to this he'll be the first download of episode 13 uh so last episode we talked about the lack of gophers that were in the league but this game featured two bears who were ex-gophers marion barber barber speaking of barbers and and he had a rushing touchdown that game and matt spaith tight end had a reception oh, I forgot Remember about him? Matt Spath. Oh yeah, I didn't realize he was a gof. Which gof? Yeah, he won. A, he won. I at least one Super Bowl. I think with the Steelers. Yeah. Um, but Rivers uh, threw his seventeenth interception in this game. I feel like I feel like nobody's allowed to throw that many anymore before you no. get benched. Eli Manning, I feel like was the last one that was allowed to do something like that. Um. All right, that was uh, that's all I got for that one, and then we'll wrap it up here. The head-to-head, uh, the last loss to the Chargers was September 9th, two thousand seven. Was opening night. We lost fourteen to three. The ESPN article mentioned that it was a sp- potential Super Bowl preview because mm, this was nope. the year. Well, this was the year after the Bears Super Bowl, so I yep. was drunk with the Bears Kool Aid. Uh, no, same. De- yeah. But there Bears- was uh, Mike Brown tore his knee pretty much immediately in that game, I believe, right? Uh, yep. I, if I recall. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You got it. Mike Brown and Dusty Dvorachuk mm, were both yes. hurt in the game. Yep. The, uh, so the Bears finished seven and nine that season. So 
I don't think they made the Super Bowl. And then <laughs> and then the Chargers finished 11 and 5 and eventually lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. The uh that was yeah, uh LT Tomlinson was the MVP that year before and he threw the only touchdown pass in the game to Antonio Gates. I feel like Gates wasn't he in the league like two years ago last i mean i i think he played a little last year yeah jesus christ yeah um so grossman was 12 of 23 145 yards zero touchdowns one pick rivers threw for 190 yards no touchdowns and one pick pretty gross for two teams considered to be super bowl contenders to open up there um our old pal said ben RIP led the team with 42 rushing yards and Bernard Berrien had 83 yards receiving. Uh, there you go. That's all I got. That's Good one. Got. Those are, those are, none of those are really great memories. So thanks for nope. bringing us down again, yeah. Dan Doinks. So in general though, Chargers are just a boring team. I mean, I just looking through it, even looking through the head coaches here, just all of it's boring, like nothing, Nothing's too exciting, right? And that probably makes sense why they moved and they're trying to get more fans in LA and that does not seem to be going well. It seems like every home game is just another road game, but yeah. um their stupid soccer stadium they're playing in. I have a so. hard time calling them the LA Chargers too. I'm still they're very San Diego y to me, which would Always. make sense like apathetic fans, although LA also does have some apathetic fans too. So yeah, I guess right. it makes sense. But yeah, that stupid soccer stadium. Ugh, just yeah, it's gross. The whole thing's a bit gross. Great logo though. Oh, awesome. Their uniforms are fantastic. I love them. Yes. The bolts. Uh okay, so let's go <laughs> let's go through the coaches here. Uh, Anthony Lynn, head coach, honestly, didn't even know what he looked like before, like a week ago. Yeah. What do you think? Handsome? Oh, yeah. Total hunk. He was, uh, he played for the back-to-back Bronco Super Bowl teams. Didn't know that. I think he was a backup running. I, I didn't, I didn't jot down what position. That would have been smart. Uh, yeah, kind of a weird resume for him. He was OC for only one year in Buffalo before taking the Chargers job, but I read he had been a candidate for many head coaching jobs. Just weird. Like he didn't seem to have any experience, but somehow he was, he was getting a lot of interviews for head coaching gigs. Strange. I don't know. If you want to ignite your franchise, you should definitely hire a former Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator. (laughs) It's always, uh, unless it's during the Jim Kelly days, but he is definitely not old enough for that. Uh, That's it. He's just a pretty boring guy overall. Uh, Oh, offensive coordinator, though, Ken Wisenhunt. Remember that son of a bitch? Yeah, former Arizona Cardinals guy, right? Yeah. And Steelers guy and all that shit. Steelers OC which they won the Super Bowl in 05 when he was the offensive coordinator, which I think just bought him a million jobs after that, right? Just typical NFL. Like, if you're connected to a winner, you're you're set for life. So he was a Cardinals head coach, 07 to 2012. He was the Chargers OC in 2013, then went to the Titans as a head coach for two years, and then back to the Chargers. He came crawling back in 2016 as the OC. Um, it did mention on his Wikipedia page that he was going to take the Georgia Tech job this past year, but turned it down. 
that'd have been a That's, weird move. Yeah, right? totally weird. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's afraid of bees. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they the rambling wreck? Yeah, it makes what no is sense. That? One of our listeners in Georgia, send us a DM and explain yourself, please. We need to know. We need to know. Save the bees. Uh, Gus Bradley is a defensive coordinator. Oh, remember Jacksonville? him? Yeah. Jacksonville, head coach, 2013 2016. Seahawks D coordinator before that. Uh, yeah, another another one, just real boring. Like, there's nothing. It's just tip, just typical right. Chargers. I'm like, it's stretching. like, yeah, solid I'm, names, but I mean, uh, just like totally honestly, boring. Uh, honestly, I'm stretching here to to find any beef on anyone. Uh, Pat Meyer is the offensive line coach. He was the Bears assistant O line coach in 2013 to 2014. He also was with Trestman. So the Trestman years, he was with oh. him in Canada. So, you know, he stinks. Well, so we I don't sh- know. That Mark Trestman coaching tree is a little bit sparse, but now we found somebody. Yeah, yeah not great. Their assistant D-line coach is Leroy Glover. Okay. He was a good player for years, right? Yeah, good stealer. Uh, yeah. Rams player? No, I don't Wait, know. Wait, maybe it was Rams. Yeah, yeah Rams. because. He was recently the director of player engagement for the Rams for the past seven years. Bill, you used to you used to work for the Bears. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, That means that you walk people through like all the luxury suites and you give them all sorts of wine and and then you dine them and then, you know, the rest of that. Wait, is it? uh, Really? Player engagement? I thought it meant like no, you. I don't know what it means. Oh. I don't know. All right. Well, yeah, well, to be honest, there, Dwayne Joseph, former Syracuse cornerback, uh, I believe, may have had a very similar job with the Bears when I was with them, where you try to keep uh, the players on track, especially the rookies, teach them how to yeah. manage their money, stay out of trouble. I think Dwayne Joseph has a really high job with a different franchise. Now, somebody Google that for me, um, but that's probably okay. the gig. Like, okay, okay. You know, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, put a, put a rubber on it, pay your taxes, and save your money. Like, I think that's kind of the thing. <laughs> Sounds like a tough gig. The uh, the Chargers assistant defensive back coach is Chris Harris. Ex-Bear. Oh, yeah. oh, come on, Chris. Yep. Number four to six. Yep. <laughs> so he was the Bears defensive quality control coach from 2013 to 2014. But this this is my favorite part. I went on his Wikipedia page and there's a line that says he was not retained by new bears head coach, John Fox in 2015. There's no doubt in my mind that Chris Harris wrote that on his Wikipedia page, right? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I don't think you can edit that with a lot of ease. The Wikipedia has a lot of strict rules. No, uh, they don't. Nope. Not true. <laughs> So, uh, good for you, Chris. Just keep keep getting on that Wikipedia page. You know what? I think we should go on in there and make an edit on his page. I, I just had I just had a lot of ideas and thought All about right. Wikipedia edits right. in a long time. Oh, stay so, tuned, Zero Dogs listeners. Maybe dip into Chris Harris's Wikipedia page. What should we say by Thursday afternoon? We'll yeah, give, we'll give you some time here. All right, oh, we'll God. we'll get something cooked I, up here. I'm so excited right now. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So let's uh, jump to since that was pretty soggy overall. The I jumped into the ownership side. The first person mentioned on the ownership side is Alex G. Spanos, which if you know anything about him, passed away last year. Ooh. So once again, uh, yeah. the, as with last week, like I can respect that they're mentioned, but it seems a little odd that you're still listing them as an owner and chairman. Yeah. Get them off uh, your website. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't mean any disrespect to the Spanos family, but yeah, weird. Yeah. Well, that same German that was desperately trying to email Tom Benson is going to be <laughs> equally disappointed when he tries to get uh, get a hold of the Bolts Brass. It's going to be well, a problem. Well, guess what, German listener? You may have a Ham's ad directed at you at the end of this oh, episode. Yes. All Fruit right. Happen. Yep. Bingo. The uh, Ladanian Tomlinson's a special assistant. Doesn't say anything after that. Just a special assistant. Eh, stupid. All right. The uh, There's two here that will only be enjoyed by ourselves. This is Inside Joke Corner. Their director of college scouting is Kevin Kelly. And, they're, <laughs> and they have an area scout whose name is Patrick Ryan. Oh, so, man. This is amazing. This is so absolutely amazing. Wow. That is... Uh, we won't go any further, but... Whoa, that seems very familiar. Yes. Uh, and then, so going way down on their staff page, I don't know what they actually call it. There is a span. I always I always look for a family member, like an idiot family member that's somewhere deep down in the organization. And I found a Michael Spanos 2, the second, is like already don't like him. No. And his... T- <laughs> It's not a horrible title, but it's salary cap and personnel assistant. It sounds like they're just like, we need Mikey here to to fit in somewhere. We'll just say, look at the salary cap. Like it's constantly it's, uh, changing in any fashion. It's not great. And that reminds me of, I hate to say this on the air, but I'm going to the, one of the McCaskey kids who works in the mail room. He's like the <laughs> mail room guy. And that's yeah. not. It's not untrue, and I'm not making fun of him or his gig, but it feels it feels similar. Like find this guy a job. It, it does, but I will say that I think this kid went to Stanford. So, but that feels like a gig. They just like, oh, this kid's an idiot. Let's just shove him. You know, the personal personal assistant thing's throwing me off for Mikey Spanos too. But that's yeah. uh, that's that's all I got on the on the staff any any other thought i mean it was real soggy i i couldn't i was digging deep into each guy and that i was getting nothing boring okay uh did you find any gophers or illini on the current roster yes one no gophers of course uh one illini player any he's a rookie a rookie who the hell would we have had that that would have uh now i'm second me... now i'm second guessing okay it. He's, the, he's the kicker Oh, he is a rookie. Um, McLaughlin, right? Yeah, is that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chase, Chase, Chase McLaughlin. Chase. Is that accurate? Yeah, you okay. got it. You got it. Yeah, they signed him relatively recently. He did not. I don't think he was on the team week one, but he was. He's actually a hell of a kicker. So uh, that's that's been kicker talk. <laughs> we should we should talk about Parky. Let's do that. We'll do that in fantasy oh, corner. Great yeah, call. Let's talk great about call. him fantasy corner. 
Uh, fuck you, Parky. Uh, okay, so let's talk about the line. So Bears opened minus six, blew my fucking mind. I even sent you a screenshot. I'm like, how is this possible? Yeah, the I didn't line... know how to respond because I, I, yeah, I don't know. And I hadn't watched the Chargers game at that point. I have since done that. I still stand by it. The Bears, that's crazy. Well, it's since moved to minus four because other people think that's crazy. Yeah, that as, feels better. As of today, 77% of the money is on the Chargers currently. So that line may keep moving, <laughs> keep shifting down. Um, so Where are you going? I, Where are you going? Well, let's see. You're two and six on the season picking games. I'm four and, I'm four and four. I was curious, too, to see where the Bears and the Chargers were against the spread this year. Bears are two and four, and the Chargers are one, four, and two. So something's got to give here. Uh, okay, so I want you to go first. You you give me a pick. All right. So minus four at home, desperate season on the brink. Mitch's career borderline, at least as a starter, Certainly, you can make that argument that it's on the brink. Bears win by more than four. I'm going Bears, baby. Four and three, and we're all feeling great next Monday. How about you, Dan? Uh, nope, not doing it. I can't do it again. I didn't do it last week. I took the Saints. Uh, this is crazy. The Bears should be a pick em. It, it should be a pick em at best. Sucker I mean, bet. <laughs> sucker bet. The, the Chargers game last week, I mean, they had that game won. They uh, Eckler had a catch right at the goal line, like right near the end of the game. They initially called it a touchdown. It was real close. They brought it back out. I think they had another run and then Gordon fumbled it on the goal line. Like that was a win on the road. Watching that game, the Chargers can move the ball. I mean, they don't look great, but they can move the ball. And they have two good running backs who, as we mentioned earlier, you can run right up the fucking middle on the Bears I and 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 look and I look at these this line as like if I were not a Bears fan, w- w- how in my how in how in the world could I take the Bears giving four to anybody right now? So I'm going to take the Chargers. I don't feel good about it, but I'm negative Dan right now. So that's fine. No, just you know, just drink it all in. You know what? I got a big thank you, a big shout out to JB Pritzker for not getting gambling legalized because I would absolutely be living on the streets, just eating other people's lettuce out of their garbage cans. So thanks, (laughs) JB. I would have been a fooked. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I don't mean to be so negative, but don't apologize. Just don't just just the Chargers yourself. The Chargers have had some shitty losses this year. Um, but they're not a bad. No, they they're suck. not a bad team. They suck. So, so this is true. Okay, so I, so just let's call it what it is. If the Bears lose on Sunday, yeah. I am gonna. I hope you give me two hours of the floor just to rip everybody an yes. absolute new asshole because because that's where I'm at. I still yeah. I've got that glimmer of I'm not quite there yet, as I indicated earlier. So this is truly the turning point for, for right. Bill Doink here. For four and three, I'm still feeling weird, but yeah. I'm feeling okay for three and four. Yeah, Holy you, shit. I don't think we've mentioned yet you'll be in the house. You'll be there this Sunday. I will so. be there. I will be there. And that's why I'm confident, too. Last time that Phil Sr. and I were there, we whooped up on the Vikings and things took a turn since then. But um, 
yeah, we're not going to we're not going to walk out of Soldier Field on Sunday with an L on our foreheads. No fucking way. The Bears are going to win and they're going to win by eight. I hope you're right. And um, it's Brian Urlacher bobblehead day I saw. So better get there early to get your stupid bobblehead. Uh, No, I have one from a few years ago or something else. And I wonder if this one will have hair. These (laughs) restore. I could, I should actually look them up. The, <laughs> the picture you and you and Ryan Sandberg just putting hair plugs on each other, talking about the old days. I could see it. I could absolutely I'd love it. see it. I'd love to get into a hair plug rub down with some of my idols as a child. The Ooh, don't get the, Dave Martinez. Don't invite him. He'll <laughs> absolutely get involved with everyone's wife. Do you know that reference? I do. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Good. Good. Um, Google it, I, kids. The the bobblehead thing. If you're if you're a grown adult and I hear you complaining about not getting there early enough to get a bobblehead, I will knee you directly in both testicles. Stop it. Grow up. That's for children. I'm there to see a fucking win. I don't need to hear about the bobblehead shit. I heard people complaining last weekend about Walter Payton bobbleheads and people getting two of them. Who gives a flying fuck? I'm there to see a win, and I didn't, so shut up. Just shut up, people. Uh, Question for you. What if when you go to knee them, there's only one testicle? What do you do? Knee them twice, of course. With both knees, like you do like a right knee and then an immediate left into that same testicle? Or yeah, what you... yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You got it. You know, like, uh, have you ever seen anyone execute a good scissor kick? It would be a similar fashion, but with knees. I don't um, pay for Cinemax anymore. <laughs> okay, that adds up. Um, I, Bill, I hope, I mean, I hope the Bears win. I'm not confident in it, but especially with you and Phil Sr. in the house, I'd hate for you to take the trip down there and see another shit performance. So bring us a win, would you? I'm going to work my ass off, and I know Phil Sr. is too. We are going to, I'm sure, tailgate, probably find that weird bar and and uh, get a little frisky, kissing a lot of people on a lot of cheeks. <laughs> this has been Bears Chargers Preview. Season's on the brink, baby. This one is huge. Thank you, Dan, for all of your research. Thank you so much. Thank you. See you next segment. Zerdax. Hi, this is Brother Dave. You're listening to my favorite Bears podcast, Hero Story. Crack open a ham and let the magic enter your ears. Do you have a bear that you fantasize about every Sunday? So do we. It's Bears Fantasy Corner. Do not, do not, do not, do not. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. We are back to zero doinks. Give us a fucking follow. Engage with us on social media at zero doinks. Slide directly into our DMs. One of us will answer you as soon as possible. (laughs) So we're going to, our fantasy picks so far have been. Uh, I would say Great. below below Great. average. I mean, my pick, Tariq Cohen, did have nine re- receptions last week for 19 receiving yards. Gross. 
but we uh it's not our fault the bears offense stinks but we're here to give you a bears pick so bill why don't you tell us who you like this week for our chicago bears so last week i assume that most of our listeners if they play daily fantasy in particular Listen to me and they picked up Adam Shaheen and that won them a lot of cash, a ton. Um, send money to my Venmo, slide into my DMs, and I'll absolutely give you all of that address. It involves a 69, by the way. I did not pick that. It's very it's, perverse. Yeah. Come on, Venmo. Clean it up. I don't clean believe that for a second. Act. You definitely threw in the 69. You're a big Gronk guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Huge. So is Shaheen. Um, so I have some good advice for you this week you know both dan and i have given you great advice throughout the year we can all admit that with a straight face this week surprise all of your friends dive deep into the free agent pool and select a gentleman named mitch trubisky he is he is gonna get you all you really need at the quarterback position right now is 8.5 points and Mitch is going to get all of that for you. He is he is going to run in for a rushing touchdown this Sunday against the Chargers. He will probably then get hurt, and then <laughs> and then he will be out. But eight point five points. I'm sorry, Mitch. I I feel like I'd love you as a person. I think we all would. I feel really bad for you. I shouldn't even make it funny. Don't kick a guy when he's down. 8.5 points, Mitch Trubisky. That is my Bears fantasy corner expert pick. What say you, Fuzzy Purchase? Um, I hate that pick. I'm going to be honest with you. I would only hate it more if you said Shaheen, that fucking giraffe legs bitch. I, speaking of Mitch, I was with a buddy pregame, and for some reason we, were, we had a, quite a few beers, and I was cracking jokes about how it wasn't Mitch Trubisky back there, but it was Mitch McConnell. And he was just playing with a turtle shell on his head. Like it made sense at the time. And then as the game progressed, I was getting texts from him. He's like, are we sure that's not actually Mitch McConnell out there? So now I think that Mitch Trubisky and Mitch McConnell are the same person and they are equal in their quarterback skills. Well, Trubisky is vetoing touchdowns. That's for damn sure. Ooh, I liked that one. Thank you so much. Uh, So I'm going to go with Taylor Gabriel. All these passes that he's hitting in practice, maybe he'll get it together and he'll actually hit them. We need to get Taylor Gabriel involved in the running game because why the fuck not? Let's get him on a few jet sweeps. You know what? Let's run a few more options as well. That seems to be going great. So let's just go Taylor Gabriel. I don't I don't fucking know. Who cares? It's fine. We're we're wasting all of our listeners' time with this segment, I'm sure, but we're not going to apologize for it. Nope. Dan, I'm going to guess that you know who had a great week last week and who had a shit week. Yes. Who are they? All right. So I think typically I start with the top performers, but I'm going to start with the bottom performers this time because the top performers are going to make you barf all over yourself in your new home. The bottom performers this week, uh, Sam Darnold last night had a hell of a game. He was seeing ghosts. I, I didn't yeah. see the game, but I saw a lot of jokes about that. Do you know what that? Like that, he was, 
I yeah, somebody said something on Twitter that he was seeing guys that weren't actually there for the Patriots defense, right? And he just kept whipping the ball all over the place. I I actually think Darnold said it. He was like mic'd up for the the game and like the in-game, you know, when they cut into like what guys are saying. I guess he was they heard him saying he was seeing ghosts out there. Maybe like I don't know. I think uh, Mitch is maybe- seeing ghosts as well. I don't He's not, I don't know what he's seeing, actually. He may be blind. He need, might need Mitch McConnell's glasses. Uh, but Sam Darnold was had the worst week at negative nine points. That's, Whoa. I think, a Are record you serious? for us. Yeah. That is, that is awesome. I, love I think that. he accounted for six turnovers himself. So mm, Number one pick. Yep. Whoops. The But he had mono, so that's an excuse for him. Uh, Braxton Berrios, who I think is also a Jet. I actually just intentionally don't write down who they play for if I don't know who they are. I think he's a wide receiver for the Jets. Negative 1.65. And then the last one was Russell Gage. Do you know who that is? Justin's twin? I doubt it. Yep, absolutely. He's a wide receiver for the Falcons, I think. He was a wide receiver. I think he had one catch and then immediately fumbled it. Uh, okay, let's get let's get the top performers over with. You, you, it this made me nauseous. Maybe you know why. Top performers: Aaron Rodgers with fifty eight, Kirk Cousins with forty one, Matt Stafford for forty. Oh God, we're just getting trolled so hard. I that's, mean, could there be a worse fucking week for that? The uh, <laughs> the entire NFC North is represented as a top fantasy players. Fourth was Marvin Jones, I think. The uh, yeah, he keeps catching fucking touchdowns. Oh. You know what? This actually bodes really well for my Mitch pick because there wasn't <laughs> enough room <laughs> this week for him. So this is I I feel even better about it. God damn it! Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it pissed me off. I mean, as I was fuming putting this together, that just pushed me over the edge. I was so fucking mad. Still am, apparently. I was curious to see where our tight, how our tight ends have scored this year, because <laughs> I'm, I'm this just, is I'm all be good. A, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm just, just cutting my wrist right now. Uh, <laughs> Shaheen leads all tight ends with twelve fantasy points this year for the Bears. I think Burton is at ten. Oh my God, Trey Burton should be so embarrassed by that. He should. He had a he had a big drop ball. Uh, fuck him. Yeah, fuck these I know. guys. God damn it, they stink. That's on you, Ryan Pace. I'm upset with him about that, but uh, that's all I got. I don't know, <laughs> John. Lith- John. Was- Lith- yeah, John Lithgow, Sorry, of course, is a sleeper. We yeah. we're we're definitely going him. Um, we need to get in touch with him. How do we do? Yeah. That? Um, Wikipedia. I'm guessing get his attention. Do we just change his Wikipedia page until he sees it and has yes. to reach out? Okay. I'm getting okay. I'm getting very excited again. By Thursday afternoon, Zero Dunks listeners, log on to wikipedia.com <laughs> and get searchy. Things are going to get hot. Um, <laughs> you, you wanted to mention Cody Parkey. Oh, uh, yes. Thank you so much. Go for Can, it. Oh, I mean, the fact that that was an extra point, right? That he... <laughs> absolutely flogged off the right upright i mean 
what the fuck how how is that possible dan it, it makes me so happy this is getting me through the past few days looking and thank you to our our friend uh, another dan one of our loyal listeners yep. uh who sent us that clip on on monday morning when we we're all feeling like shit that made me feel so much better <laughs> i watched it probably 16 times in a row and if you haven't seen it he banged it off the uh upright and uh i don't know who was doing the game he referred to parky as the doink king right i think it was iron eagle great oh name. yeah i think you're right it is a great name but it just like a, oh he he hit the upright well he's the doink king it was beautiful yes yeah, so it, insulting i like so he, great it was so great so um yeah parky back to his old ways i love every second of it he sucks i you know what i will say though I miss the days when all we had to worry about was our kicker. Don't you? I do. And we actually have kind of an awesome kicker now. So yeah. uh, we I guess that. that's good. Yeah, we spent the entire offseason fixing that. Maybe that's what Nagy was doing all offseason. And he just completely forgot about the offense. <laughs> he was so kickery. Yeah, right. I think we just solved it. We just solved it. We, we solved it. Jesus Christ. God uh, damn right. it. Fantasy corner. I don't know. It's been if another still, good one. Yeah, if you're still playing, if you're still following us on fantasy picks, maybe, maybe read some articles from professionals. <laughs> yeah, find a different source, and that is, you know, not an insult on you. It's uh, it's a direct rip on Dan and Bill, the Doink Kings. We'll be back next segment. Zerdikes, bye. This segment of Zero Doinks is brought to you by Stitcher Premier. Listen to some of your favorite shows ad-free with Stitcher Premiere, including Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Bitch Sesh, and more. Plus, get access to Stitcher Originals, comedy albums, and much, much more. It's only $4.99 a month or $34.99 for the whole year. But wait, because you are a loyal Zero Doinks listener, we can hook you up with a free month. How? Well, press pause on this podcast if you want. Go to stitcher.com backslash premium to sign up and use promo code DOINKS, D-O-I-N-K-S, for one month free. Thank you, Stitcher Premier, for partnering with Zero Doinks. Download it. Do it, listeners. You won't regret it. Zero Doinks. We love The you. Big Ten Minute. Big 10 minute. I know you are waiting for this, Bill. I've been waiting to talk about it. This shit is all positive. Bill, I first need to know if you were able to watch the game and what your experience was like because you were out of the country for your beloved Illini. The last day cams was open. That had to have been a fucking electric and had to smell horrible. But Give me the rundown. How are you feeling? Congrats to your Illini. Lay it on me. Thanks, buddy. I am so excited. I was so jazzed 
even though I was out of the country, I could not watch the game they had um, at this resort I was at. Uh, they had ESPN, ESPN2. They had the SEC channel, but no Big Ten Network. So shame on you, Big Ten Network. Let's expand throughout the globe, people. Let's go. So no, so I... Um, I was I was paying attention on the action app. Whoops, free uh, free promotion. Sorry about that. Um, and um, uh, things looked interesting. The Illini were hanging. They were being frisky. Uh, they failed on a fourth and one, and uh, Wisconsin got the ball back and I think scored and went up uh, two possessions. I want to say, and I I'm not saying I gave up at that point, but I'm going to say that I gave up. And, uh, but I did fortunately check, I had my phone by me, check my texts and it looked like things were getting weird again in a good way. And I was glued to my app for, uh, for the last five minutes or so. And I couldn't believe it. And it was so slow. Like I kept getting texts from people, but I didn't read them. Um, thinking I, this could be horrible news or it could be great news. I just wanted to know in quote unquote real time. And um when when the Illini picked the ball off around the 50, uh I thought, holy shit. because they do have a good kicker uh again this year that apparently were great at recruiting kickers. And um and uh, yeah, they fucking beat Wisconsin. So that I saw something on Twitter today that said Lovey Smith has as many wins versus AP top 10 teams at Illinois as Jim Harbaugh does at Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the answer is one for the record. It's only one win, but shame on Jim Harbaugh, who we really should have ended his career there a couple of weeks ago, uh, which made that game not a fluke that we, that we gave yeah, him such right. a good game. Actually, that is the first win that Illinois has against a ranked team since 2007. That's really ugly. I hate to even say that out of my wait, own wait. mouth say that again at home first or? no apparently and i i did not actually look this up this was a headline on cbssports.com from from illini grad tom Frenelli. yeah the first win against a ranked team period in 12 years for Get illinois out of here and, and they've had and they've had a few decent teams during that time. They must have just beat up on cupcakes to get to a couple mediocre bowl games. But yeah, that's weird. That's a weird stat. Not even a top ten team, but a fucking ranked team. That's crazy. Can I uh, just take a wild stab here? Was that last ranked? Didn't they beat Ohio State that year? Oh seven. Uh, yeah, that probably was oh seven. Yeah. They beat number one Ohio State Huge on the road. Win. Yeah, yeah, Juice Williams. Yeah, that was. Oh wait, uh, that wasn't at home. I thought it was a home. No, game. no, it was at the Horseshoe. Oh. It was unbelievable. Daniel Dufresne, rest in peace. Uh, he had an eighty-yard uh, touchdown run to start off the game. Uh, oh. He was a running back. He's transfer a JUCO transfer. He actually fumbled out of bounds, but there there wasn't replay at the time. I don't think in 07, So Illinois got away with one, and and it was uh, they kind of kicked their ass a little bit the scoreboard didn't reflect it but they dominated that game it was uh that was a hell of a game one of our friends uh kevin in florida that was his wedding day and uh i i was the co-best man and i was trying to find a tv at the reception hall desperately trying Mm -hmm. um first of all come on you people that schedule weddings during football season come on grow up i'm just kidding i mean what the hell you you can't help yourself (laughs) but um (laughs) uh so anyway that's i i do remember that i was so excited to give my best man speech after that i i 
I feel like I was electric. I can't back that up, but I was I was riding high. That was uh, that was the, the Zookiers, the Ron Zookiers of Illinois football. Anyway, I, you can hear the exci- excitement in my voice because I do think that that saved Lovey Smith's season, his career as, as Illinois head coach. And I think that's a good thing. Ultimately, I know he has a lot of flaws, but Illinois in a perfect world cannot hit the fucking reset button again. And he actually has had decent recruiting classes the last two or three years. So to me, they still have a shot to be six and six in a bowl. If even if they're five and seven, I think it buys him another year because he has progressed every year. And they were basically in the death penalty when he started. And again, not a great, you know, manager, so to speak, time management guy. He's actually horrible at that on the sidelines. That's his worst flaw. But I really want Lovey to keep his job. This is a valid reason for that to happen. I'm sorry. I'm talking way too much oh, Illinois I football. I apologize. But maybe the best news from your perspective, I know you're a Lovey fan as well, but you hate Wisconsin, A. B, the Gophers take full control of the Big Ten West after That's that right. game. So, uh, no. yeah, right? Is that accurate? You hit it right on the head. I hate the Badgers so goddamn much. That was beautiful. And... Yeah, it's weird to be this late in the season. The Gophers are sitting first in the West right now. I don't, I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of any of it. But beautiful. I, I, I was pumped for you, and I felt bad because I, I knew you were in out of the country and in, in a time when you would have been glued to the TV, and that was that was awesome. That was electric, yeah. and. Oh. I, I was I, sh- I was desperately searching for the game everywhere I could. I was trying YouTube TV overseas. Fuck you, YouTube YouTube TV, by the way, for not working overseas. So, you know, an absolute fuck you. And yeah. I, I was yeah, I was trying the Big Ten app not working. I was I, I was searching the channel so desperately to see like all of a sudden if the Big Ten network all of a sudden popped up <laughs> on on the package, so to speak. Um at the at the place I was at, they had a very pornographic channel 14 that was there. So congratulations to everybody for that Uh, on the house. Thank you so much. Uh, But that is neither here nor there. I, I, I jumped on Twitter right after the game to see some highlights. That's what I love most about Twitter where it's like, you can, you can absolutely catch a lot of shit. Oh God. It was so good. It was so good. I was so happy. I talked to some people I haven't talked to in a long time that texted me knowing that I'd be excited about it. I love it. Thank you, Illinois football. Thank you for making the weekend tolerable. Thank you so much. Can we can we talk about Channel Fourteen just briefly? We was can. It, was it full full penetration, or was it like Skinamax soft core? Um, it was absolutely everything. Um, this I don't know if this is a trend in society but it looked like a lot of the guys had robin nests above above okay. their above their stuff not not well shaven uh I was yeah there was there, there was a lot going on even if you were just flying past the channel unexpectedly yeah. uh okay. yeah go ahead go ahead you said a lot of guys so are you suggesting you hung on this tv for this channel for a substantial amount of time it's a fair question. I, um, I know I, I watched a decent amount of TV. I didn't hover on the channel. Um, okay. but, uh, every time I leafed past, uh, there was a guy and there was all yeah. of him and 
yeah, there was all yeah. of you <laughs> and all oh, of Channel of 14. You. So yeah, it was weird. It was it was a weird time. Uh, so I guess congratulations to all of them. Yeah, congrats. I guess. All right. Well. Thank you to the Illini for helping out my Gophers. I mean, the Gophers have, they still have to play Wisconsin. They still have to play Penn State. They still have to play Iowa. Those are the games they got to get past if they're for real. Uh, but they kicked the shit out of Rutgers this weekend, which I, I was a little worried at, uh, about at first. No, you know, them knowing that they were going to be in first if they won, but and it seemed close after the first quarter, but Rutgers sucks. They're awful. They are just terrible. I saw a, I saw a tweet. Uh, and I don't know if this is true, but I guess Rutgers is already actively looking for their next coach. And they're like polling like local high school, like New Jersey high schools to see who they think they should hire. It's, That's I don't weird. know. Rutgers, get out of the big 10. Just, just go. Seriously, get Just the hell it. out. So, you know, the, the Gophers are in great shape. They're 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 playing so much better than they did at the beginning of the year, which is exactly how you want to do it. So thank you, Bill, for all that you've done for the Gophers up to this point. Fuck the Badgers. Fuck Iowa. Fuck Tim. We're on a roll right now. So let's look at this week's game. The Illini are at Purdue. Purdue's two and five. They stink. Uh, it's an 11 a.m. game on Saturday. The Illini are plus eight. They should be favored by a million after beating Wisconsin. So what say you, fuzzy britches? So I can't wait to see how wide that field looks at 11 a.m. on television. I am going to keep a keen eye out for Gene Cady, of course, and his comb over. Oh, speaking of which, got a text from Sandy over the weekend, our buddy Sandy, and he said, um, a great comb over, Greg Olson. Greg Olson, tight end. So Google it, guys. Yeah, he and Sandy sent me photographic evidence. Yeah, 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 it's a sweeper. Yeah. Yeah. Good for yeah. him. He's still yeah. here. Yeah, he's he's fine. He kind of looks like a caveman, but yeah, I don't know. Well, worst case, you know, hopefully all that planter fascia on his feet doesn't affect his future career on Channel 14 overseas. He looks like he'll be on there. I'm just saying he's got that look in his eye. Um, <laughs> all right. So <laughs> Illinois plus eight uh, at Purdue. Illinois covers. Not only do they cover, but they win outright. Uh, you know, if I'm a, if I'm a money line guy and I am, uh, Tim. By the way, congratulations to Iowa Tim. Bet Illinois ten bucks. Put ten bucks on the money line with Illinois Wisconsin. He won a lot of money. Good job. Uh, Should have put more though, right? Should have put more than ten. Yeah, pussy. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I like that pick. I think yeah, they, I like line pick. I think yeah, line I are going to win that game. So an early congrats to you on that one. Thanks. Um, what's what's I, the gopher? Are the gophers playing this week or they have a bye week? I actually think they do have another bye week coming up, which I don't know how that's possible. Uh, the so I should mention you're three and five on the season and Big Ten picks. I am four, three, and one on the season. So put your is... money on me. Arcade fire. <laughs> the gophers are at home against Maryland, the other random 
Big Ten team. Maryland's three and four. I don't know a lot about them. I think they stink. Yeah, former uh, former run Zook offensive coordinator Mike Loxley is their head coach. I know Loxley. Did had has Illinois played Maryland this year? No, they haven't. If they did, they'd beat the fuck out of them though. So, so the game's at two thirty on Saturday. Gophers are giving sixteen and a half at home against Maryland. My only concern is this could be a trap game because they play Penn State next at home, which I'm already thinking ahead. Maybe College Game Day should get involved in this. I think the Gophers are one of the only teams in the country to not be involved in a College Game Day uh, event. Yeah, Feature. guess guess Feature. who else? Guess who else has never had college game day on campus? Oh no, but I but I think either way, I think Illinois has maybe on the road back in the uh, day. Maybe that's not out of the question. They've not like, visited Champaign though. I know that it, it's funny because like college game day has been to like North Dakota, North Dakota State, uh, like random places like that. But I don't think. Well, anyway. Getting ahead of myself. Gophers minus 16 and a half. I, I'm going to take the Gophers. Why not? Great their, move. Their offense is, is clicking pretty good. Defense is decent. They're, yeah, 16 and a half. Come on. Give, they're going to win by three touchdowns easily. So row the fucking boat. So the boat. Hey, you know what? Uh, we were talking about Rutgers earlier. You know how I know Illinois is, has made it nationally. We've got the attention of all of America. You want to know how? Yeah, I do. Two two thirty kickoff. Illinois Rutgers Father's Weekend next Saturday in oh. Champaign. Not an eleven o'clock game with Beth Mowens or whatever her name is on ESPN two. They got a two thirty tilt, baby. Illinois football is back. How many people do you think will be at that game? Thirty six. <laughs> All right, that's not bad for them. Uh, yeah, good weekend for us, Bill. And things yeah. are looking looking on the up and up for both of our squads. I think did you say they're gonna make a bowl game this year? Yeah, so you know, six games gets them qualified. They are three and four right now. They're at Purdue this week, as we know. I just alluded to the fact that they're hosting Rutgers the following week. Yeah. They will be five and four. Uh, actually, uh, I don't remember the order of the rest of these, but I know that Illinois is at Michigan State, who does not have an offense, but that's a tall task. Uh, They're at Iowa. Tim probably has a lot of opinions about that. And then Illinois ends the year at home against Northwestern. And I, yeah, who who is terrible. Illinois will have five wins at that point playing for a bowl game. They will absolutely take it to Pat Fitzgerald and his stupid crew cut and his go cats attitude. And, oh, I don't like Twitter and social media. I'm Pat Fitzgerald. Look at me. Look, oh, oh my God, I'm so football-y. Hey, do you know that I played linebacker and we made the Rose Bowl? I'm Pat Fitzgerald. No, you know what? We are going to send you home, Pat Fitzgerald. Illinois would be 6-6 six and six going to the Motor City Bowl, baby. That's going to happen. I can't top that. I'm happy for you. You're fired up, but I love every second of it. This I think been. this is the Big Ten Minute. The Big Ten Minute. Zero Dykes. See you next time. Bye. What the heck is Zero Doinks? It's See Me After Class. This week's spotlight shines on Mike Mulligan. A staple. Yes. <laughs> See Me After Class. My friends don't even know who you are. My friends don't even know who you are. My friends.
me after class. This is see me after class. I won't, David. I won't. Shit-stirring troll, a passive-aggressive tweeter, and just a complete weird. See me after class. Yep, here we are. See me after class. Just a fucking great segment. I'm looking forward to it. We've been off a week or two weeks with it. Um, Can't wait, Bill. Slap it on and all around our faces and ears right now. Thank you for maybe your warmest welcome yet, Dan. I really appreciate it. Today's spotlight shines on Tom, don't call me Thom, Brenneman. Tom is a play-by-play guy that you've heard during NFL Sundays, college football Saturdays, and, if you're a Cincinnati Reds fan, 162 days a year. Sorry about that, Reds fans. He also sat next to Harry Carey for four seasons in the early 90s, working as a Cubs analyst and presumably pouring fresh mugs of hams between innings for Harry to desperately guzzle down his giant, giant lips. What's important to recognize about Tom, though, is he's a smug-sounding, boorish announcer who tries to make the mundane sound important while making actual big moments sound very small. Not to mention that he only got his gig because his recently retired dad, Marty Brenneman, has been in the business since woolly mammoths were cross-country skiing across our great land during the Ice Age. Tom also has a silent H in his first name that I'm guessing stands for Hebler, which means a person who does strange things all alone in the dark. Admittedly, Tom is known more as a baseball voice, but the same broadcast issues that ail him on the diamond follow him on the gridiron. Let's take a trip onto Reddit, where username Vector Memes, whose Reddit slogan reads, It's a nipple thing, writes the following. Quote, Tom has an incredible amount of stupid opinions about players and feels the need to share every single one. And he'll do that stupid thing where he takes a full 60 seconds to say, before I say this, I'm not implying this, this, this or this. And then he goes on to say the exact thing that he says he's not implying, unquote. Also on Reddit, username Redsman Rick says, quote, he's 30 years behind the times and yet manages to come across condescending and smug as hell about it. He also has the seriousness about everything that is just a big downer. In short, he doesn't provide useful insight, and he makes the game less enjoyable to watch, unquote. Another thing that rankles me big time is that Tom also has an unbelievably annoying laugh. It sounds like a woodpecker being tickled by a feather duster. Here, listen for yourself. See what I mean? I'm sure you, loyal doinks listener, remember how intense the media love fest was for Tim Tebow, the college football god, right? Well, Tom was front and center in the gobbling of Tebow's untouched meat puppet when he was calling the 2009 BCS championship game. On air, Tom said the following, quote, In such a cynical, sarcastic society, oftentimes looking for the negative on anybody or anything, if you're fortunate enough to spend five minutes or 20 minutes around Tim Tebow, your life is better for it, unquote. God, so gross. 
After Tebow earned a 15-yard and sportsmanlike conduct penalty for taunting Oklahoma's defense, Brenneman claimed, quote, that might be the first thing he's ever done wrong, unquote. Ugh, way to put Tebow on a pedestal, Tom. I'm sure when Tebow's eventual closet skeletons eventually come to life, you'll flip your opinion on him real hard. Well, maybe not. When someone has definitely done something wrong in life, Tom will still grab his jock and take a deep sniff. During a, <laughs> during a June 30th Cubs-Reds game this past season, Tom said, quote, Addison Russell had to suffer through a suspension that had to do with a domestic situation, unquote. Yeah, Addison really suffered. Good call, Tom. That domestic situation was well documented and included reports of Russell allegedly tackling his then wife on pavement and emotionally abusing the woman to the point where she had uh, night terrors for a while. We'd all like to suffer like Addison, you know having to earn a paltry $2 million after being suspended without pay for 40 games in 2019. It's kind of weird, Tom. Is that too sarcastic for you? You elfin, fake laughing, smarmy bastard. Reds fans have a pretty great sense of humor considering they have to sit through six months of Tom Brenneman aimlessly chattering into their eardrums. I stumbled upon something called Brenneman Bingo, which really gives a look at Tom's repeated verbal tics. A handful of bingo card highlights include, quote, is completely oblivious to technology or social media, unquote. Also, quote, conversation suddenly becomes about music, unquote. And, quote, conversation suddenly becomes about food, unquote. As well as, quote, says something won't happen right before it does, unquote. And the center square, maybe my favorite, quote, He's only here because his last name is Brenneman, unquote. I never thought I'd say this, but I really want the other severe case of broadcast nepotism, Joe Buck, back on my TV during Fox's Game of the Week. Tom, you are overly dramatic. You're self-important. You're very selfish about jamming extra letters in your first name as well. So I have two requests of you, Tom. One, Take your unnecessary H and give it to my friend Todd, who only has one D. That way, <laughs> that way you can become a true Tom and he can become a Thod. I like the sound of that. Thod and Tom, an ABC Friday night sitcom with two Dutch cobblers trying to pivot their business to meet today's shoe buyer demands. My second request, though, is Tom Brenneman, see me after class. We're going to wrap it up here. That was another fantastic smack. Thom, you're a dick. Uh, all right. Bears Chargers this week. I was pretty negative. I'm I'm feeling pretty gross about things. And, well, I don't know what to do. But you'll be in the house. I'm happy about that. I want to see a Bears win. I want you and Phil Sr. to be kissing strangers and high-fiving. 
all the way to the 3.30 hour, right? It's a new, noon game. Yep, yep. We're going to get... I think you said last week Thom is doing the game again, right? Yes, everybody Fuck. besides me gets to enjoy God Thom damn it. in their God ears. Yeah, he he just flat out sucks. And eh, those Reddit those Reddit posters, if you will, absolutely nail it. He is so self-important. I'm not going to do another smack here. You already just listened <laughs> to six minutes of randomness. But yep. yeah, I, I'm sorry ahead of time for your ears, Bears fans. Well, that that just sucks. But no, but Phil Senior and I, we are dedicated to getting a win, turning this ship around, and just rattling off win after win after win after win. It's not out of the question, guys. I know it's negative feeling time. We all have yep. it, including me. I mean, I'm not going to deny it. I I feel like shit about the Bears right now. But all it takes is one win, and this shit can turn, baby. That's what uh, we want to have happen. Yeah, we what's up? need what's that. Up, we need that positive energy for this show to balance things out from negative Dan Doink here. Uh, next week, I think we may have a, another different hams and eggs guest we were gonna maybe do it this week but in all honesty i was too crabby to do it i that's all on me but we're gonna have on a bears nope not bears bulls season ticket holder to walk through some of that experience as we get into bull season why not maybe we need another outlet so you don't have to hear my bitching nonstop. but we're going to give that a shot maybe next week. We're looking to line that up. Um, yeah, hopefully that'll be fun. And we'll be talking about a Bears win. Yes. Uh, Eagles? Eagles? Next? I, I think so. I think Eagles is the eighth game. I I did not do a lot of research. Not a big research guy. Uh, I, I, yeah. So, yes. I think we'll be four and three headed to Philly. Yeah, you're right. It's a noon. Okay. It's a noon game. Yep. That. Yeah, so if we win, yeah, that's this is make or break it time for it all of these teams. I think the Eagles are they on a nope? They are at Buffalo this. Holy shit! Ooh, that's a weird they're one. At Buffalo, and they are they're three and slight four, right? Do- yep, they're three and four. They're slight dogs this week. One and a half. That feels like a sucker bet. Bills, I'm the king <laughs> of the sucker bets. I would hammer the Bills. Hammer um, but yeah, going into next week, hopefully we'll be talking about a Bears win and how we're going to beat the Eagles to stay in playoff mode. Yes. Uh, and a, maybe a I little Bulls talk, maybe yeah, a, a smack, who knows? Maybe we'll talk about another Illini win, another Gophers win. I could, I could turn things around. Yes, I think the Gophers are going to be in the NCAA playoff at this pace. Whoa, whoa, it is whoa, 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 whoa. It's incredible. It's incredible. I'm, I'm calling. I'm calling that shot right now, Babe wow. Ruth. Wow! Holy shit! That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be. I don't really believe that. Sorry, I just said it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really. I don't really actually it believe it. Good. It felt good for three seconds. It so did. Thank you so I did. much. I should have let it sit for a little longer. No, uh, yeah. no, it's it's fine. We love you, Zero Doinks listeners. Follow us at Zero Doinks on Twitter and Instagram. Please go rate us on Apple Podcasts. We need more ratings, and we do appreciate all the time you give us. It shocks me sincerely. I'm speaking sincerely right now. It shocks the hell out of me that anybody listens to this, and the fact that our audience has grown each and every week the past month 
is uh, flattering and a little surprising and a little shocking and makes me feel weird in a good way. Agreed. Thank you, guys. Love you. Yeah. Go Bears. Go Bears. Zerdikes. Once again, thank you to all of our listeners of Zero Doinks, those in the States here and those overseas, especially those listeners in Germany. I've never been, but I've heard it's lovely. But to say thank you, I'm going to do this week's Hams ad in German. Nun de Barensal in diesem Wutscherhande. We absolute schieben aus aber das hit mich, das wir nicht alle in Hems jinben konnen. Momentan ist Oktoberfest und es it nur asninovon in dieser Region kurg mit dem besten amerischen Bier zu fühlen. When seen in Nazi sind mochet zero doinks, sie einladen in die Holle zu fraren und ihre rastischen Hande von Hems Bier fritzen hatzen. Aber when sie Nazis hassen schlagen, sie so wille Hems zu wir ihr Herzbergen. Danke, das du Hams, Gertukin und Hitler versus hast. Uh, for those of you who don't speak German, what I just said there is, well, the Bears looked like absolute shit this weekend, but that doesn't mean we can't all enjoy a Hams. It's Oktoberfest right now, and it only makes sense to fill one of those giant steins with America's finest beer. Unless you're a Nazi then Zero Doinks would like to invite you to go to hell and keep your racist hands off Ham's beer. But if you hate Nazis, then slam as many hams as your heart desires. Thank you for drinking hams and fuck off Hitler. Well, thank you, hams, for sponsoring Zero Doinks. And thank you again to all of our listeners. We love you all. <laughs>